And then it was August. Does anyone know how that happened? I certainly don't, but I do know that I'm delighted that you've joined us for episode number 24 in the EAE podcast series. I'm your host, Laura Rumbly. Although most students in Europe will be on break from their studies at the moment, we have students on our mind in this episode, specifically students who are enrolled in one of the 41 European University alliances that now dot the European higher education landscape. We've heard a great deal about the European University's initiative and its bold aspirations to take innovation and collaboration to ever more ambitious levels. We got to thinking about what all of this means to the students enrolled at the institutions participating in these new alliances, which led us to our guest for this episode. Alexander Clark is a student at KU Leuven in Belgium, where he serves as president of the student board for the European University Alliance known as Una Europa. He took time out earlier this summer to speak with us about his involvement as a student in the formal governance structure of the Alliance, the challenges and opportunities this initiative specifically offers students, and what it feels like to be a direct participant in this grand new experiment. It is really nice to have a chance to speak with you today, Alexander, on this very hot summer day. It is hot. (laughs) It certainly is. So very interesting. All dimensions of the European Universities Initiative are really exciting and fascinating to be thinking about at the moment. And so we're really intrigued to have a a conversation with you today about the student experience with at least one of these alliances. And to get us started in in this conversation with you, I wonder if you could give us a little background about how you happened to get involved with the UNA Europa Student Board, what your role entails, and a bit about what this work has meant to you personally. Yeah, so um, I've been with Una Europa almost since the beginning. So uh, I, th- I think it was started around 2018, or the idea started to formulate around 2017, 2018, and then more into 2019, they've re- really started to get the ball rolling. So I'm part of the local student representation here. I'm part of the, I have a mandate in international affairs, uh, and I've been doing it for two years now. And then last year, we yeah we were asked by by the by the rector to get involved uh, in with Una Europa, and then um, I put myself forward to be more involved. Where I became the secretary of our uh, student board, and then uh, now this year uh, became the president. So that was January 2019, I think. Yeah, two two years ago or a year ago, something like that. What has it meant to me? It's been well, it's been incredibly time consuming, but not in a bad way. It, it's been so. In- so interesting talking with so many different people or um, getting to hear so many different aspects of education or international uh, education because everyone is from a different country and from a different university and they all have different ways of actually yeah, working and operating and that that's almost the the thing that keeps me going is is hearing all the all the different aspects or from the students um, also from the admi- administrative side because I'm in direct contact with them almost every day about what they think is the best way of actually proceeding or what their ideas are. Um, and then, of course, I have my own ideas and we, or we have our own ideas here at the university. So that discourse and that conversation is, is really what keeps me going. My, my role as, as president is I, I try to coordinate everything. So at the student board, we have eight, eight members. Uh, we have a president and a secretary where I just try to coordinate everything because we, we all feel that Every student board member is the same. We all have an equal voice. So I just try to coordinate when we have meetings and uh, what topics we actually should cover 
Um, so that's why I'm in direct contact with Unaropa and the One Europe project and just, just mail with them to see what meetings do we have. I actually, I attend all of the high level meetings and bring, yeah, give inputs from our side uh, if need be and, and see ah, what is potentially relevant. And then we discuss it in, in the student board. Um, and then the secretary, yeah, helps me with that. Um, he takes me, he takes minutes as well because it's incredibly difficult to actually lead a meeting and then also take notes. So, uh, yeah, he really helps with that. Um, yeah, that's generally what I do. I, it seems to me at some point in the past, I've heard of uh, student government leaders, once they're elected to a position such as yours, they actually may take a break from their formal studies and devote themselves quite full time to the role. I was just curious about whether or not you are continuing to study actively or if you're, you've paused your studies in order to focus on the student govern, governance role. So I have heard of that as well. So within our, our own student board, we actually have um, at least one University, um, I believe that of Edinburgh, who actually they stop their studies to yeah be more representative or be student representatives at their local university, um, which in that role also entails that they are part of the Unaropa student board. But I myself am continuing to study. I'm studying bioscience engineering. I finished my degree in, in geology and, and I'm just doing a, a year in between. Although it's incredibly time consuming and especially as president, it is very time consuming. As a normal student board member, it's it's fine. And local student representation, that's that's fine. But this this is an additional layer. Um, and thank goodness I've been in the business for six years. So I, I sort of know a bit how to organize my time. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm just continuing to study. Uh, Fantastic. So combining those two. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it sounds like you mentioned initially that the student perspective was invited to join the discussion around Una Europa and this new alliance. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about what you think some of the factors were that were driving that push to involve students. And what was the student response to that invitation to engage in this way? So within the actual UNAROPA alliance, they had to formulate a proposal to ask the European Commission for, for money and to start the initiative. And within that proposal itself, there was a paragraph just dedicated to student representation, and it stipulated that there would be a student board. That was basically it. And each rector was then tasked with asking the local student representation, or however, in what form it was, um, hey, we have an alliance we have this line there, student board, could you make something of it? Um, so then, yeah, so then last year or the year before, we basically, yeah, did, did exactly that. We, uh, we actually came together uh, when we still could, physically, uh, with, with the eight of us, um, or nine, nine or 10. And we formulated the basis of a student board where, yeah, we thought we would have at least one person from each university. Now we're probably expanding to two because of yeah, the workload as well. Um, and because of the importance that we, we feel and yeah, the cohesion and the, the interactiveness as well. And yeah, we just, we just launched from there. Basically that first physical meeting that was, that was here in Lover uh, coincidentally. And uh, yeah, that was, that was really fun. We, we had yeah, phys a physical meeting, just yeah, discussing everything. And then, yeah, after that, we, yeah, we, had, we had dinner together and, and yeah, we went out for drinks. And that's basically how, how everything just went, went forward. Very uh, important relationship building and all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very important. We, and we keep discussing that as well um, with our, because of course, yeah, we're students. So we, we're not always as formal. I try to have an informal bit always. Um, and you, usually our, our meetings are, what, 
of the hour, maybe about 15 minutes or just informal chatter of how, how is it at your place? How, yeah, how are the COVID guidelines or how, yeah, how warm is it? And that kind of thing. And always there's someone just making food, always. <laughs> that seems like a very uh, key co- a component to so many of our meetings. That's a really yeah, yeah. So it sounds like it was a fairly easy or organic start to um, you know, the building of this board. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how easy or difficult you have found the board uh, to find its footing you know, in the role that it's meant to play. And as you reflect on the short history that it's had so far, how would you grade its performance as a very new student governance organization in a very new multi-university alliance? It was quite easy to, to start, but then, well, because uh, the the actual proposal and, and the UNED Open Alliance really wanted us to be embedded within the alliance itself and within the project. So basically we could do, yeah, we could almost do as we wished in that they, if we wanted to give input or if we wanted to say something, then they were open to it and, and we could always respond. But it's been very difficult in that, yeah, we're all just students and we, we all have our own local student representation as well. And it's very difficult to, almost get our head around that the fact that we we are part of an alliance and what the actual initiative what they what their goal is uh, eventually because yeah it's it's i mean it's an incredibly ambitious goal and um, incredible yeah very exciting and and something that really is the future i think but it's very difficult for yeah at least local students but also us to really grasp that and to to almost embed it more into our own our own workings because that's been a, a big problem in that the question between decentralization and centralization, um, that's been a major struggle, especially this year, because yeah, this year as, as president, I've really tried to push our involvement more and, and give inputs. And that's been a major struggle uh, that we've had uh, and still are continuing to struggle with. But uh, that's partially also the reason why we want to have two people on the student board so that there's one person maybe attending the meetings and then another attending some other meetings uh, and giving inputs. But, in terms of grading, it's it, I, I yeah, it's quite difficult because I, I would say we are involved, but then not yeah, not in every aspect. Or we can be involved in every aspect, but if we were involved in every aspect, it would be a full time job basically. Uh, exactly what the yeah the people at Unodopa do they 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 have a full time job of actually <laughs> doing that. So I would I would say maybe out of ten, I would say maybe a five or a six that we are yeah quite. We're on our way. We're not the best. Uh, we're not the worst because, of course, yeah. Here in Flanders, uh, I talked to yeah at a Flemish level with some of the other universities and they their university alliances, and uh, yeah, I, I feel that we're we're in the middle of yeah in the middle field basically. The alliance itself tries to always yeah they they are very involved in a lot of yeah European initiatives and are often actually yeah, there. And uh, I, I I've given at least two or three presentations, I think. Uh, at a European level about our performance and about our student board itself. So I think in terms of marketing, that's really good. But in terms of the actual behind the scenes, I think there's still some work to do. Yeah, and I think it is, as you say, such a, a grand experiment, an ambitious experiment, and it's in such early days, isn't it? Um, that there's a, a lot still to unpack and unfold, which I think makes it fascinating, but also very uncertain. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you could characterize a little bit what you see as the added value of student participation in the governance of UNE Europa. One assumes that you know, potentially this alliance could march on, as you say, with full-time staff members and faculty members carrying it forward. But there's been a, you know, a, a special initiative to in, involve students in this work. 
what is that added value? And, and do you think the model that you have selected as a student board at Una Europa could potentially serve as a model or be re replicated in other universities? I would say, of course, well, students, we're, we're quite, yeah, we're still, most of us are, are still quite young. So we always, yeah, we, we dare to criticize uh, and we dare to bring new ideas to the table and to say, yeah, this doesn't suit us or yeah, this this does this does isn't leading anywhere, or um, this this doesn't yeah seem right, and so yeah, that's that's one of the main things I think that is really important to to bring to the table that we can bring new ideas, or if the alliance comes with new ideas, of course everything is for the students. So what they're doing is all for for at least the future generations of students, and I think it's really important to actually have to get an idea of what we actually think because. If, if they make something that we actually don't really like, or if, yeah, that, that doesn't seem plausible to us, that that's definitely not feasible or that, that just students won't like that, then yeah, if they go ahead with it and we just say, yeah, and we're not involved, that, that just seems very silly to me. So I think, I think, yeah, that's a major thing. So you've already alluded to this tricky business of, of trying to, feel connected to this bigger, broader thing that is this alliance, Una Europa. And I was curious about, you know, to kind of get back to that a little bit more deeply, to what extent do you think that most students have a strong or clear sense of belonging to this alliance beyond their sense of connection to their home institution where they spend most of their time? And what are the prospects for potentially building that out a bit as the alliance matures? Yeah, so I think it's quite limited in how each university or how the students at each university yeah, know in Europa or feel connected to it. It's very difficult, of course, because it's such a new, new and novel idea. But of course, the alliance itself really wants to push itself forward and to actually have each student more involved and know about the alliance itself. But of course, that takes time to, to actually yeah, be more ingrained into the students. So it depends per university, of course, because yeah, some universities have more yeah, better marketing strategy or can, can connect with their students more and others have less so. But I feel oh, it, it is growing. It is starting to grow. Um, I know I know here here um, locally, um, I gave a presentation, for example, to uh, with the local student union um, who, who was who was interested. So yeah, they heard about it and then thought, yeah, why not share it with us? Um, so then, yeah, gave a presentation for what about 100 people. So and, and each of them hopefully will spread the word a bit. It is more important to actually have st more students on board because of the actual eventual goals and what it what it can actually bring to the table. So the it, it's not just more exchanges or closer relations with other universities because it's it, well, it allows much shorter or virtual exchanges, for example, which you can connect with other people and you can uh, yeah, lear learn their experiences or have closer intercultural experiences um, and exchanges. And I mean, even though it's in Europe and we're, we're all relatively close to each other, there's still so many different, so many differences and so many different ideas and so many different yeah, views that it's, yeah, it's, it's incredibly important to to have a, especially in this day and age, to have a more global view or a more diverse view, at, yeah, diverse look at the world. And yeah, having such an alliance and with different universities and different countries, I think that's incredibly important to have and uh, incredibly important to actually partake. I, I think all of us at, on the board almost feel sad, or at least I'm in my last year. So if I would have been a first year, it would have been really cool uh, in, in a few years that I could actually go to Edinburgh or go to Berlin. 
That's really great. Well, it sounds like it's been a really positive experience for you and that it really is just beginning, which is quite exciting, I think, to watch uh, as time passes. You've already alluded to this detail about the international connections that seem to be naturally embedded in an alliance like that of Una Europa. I wonder if there's anything more you might say about the ways that an alliance like this enhances those possibilities for international and intercultural engagement. That's really at the heart of of the interest of the EAE. And so I'm just wondering if you might have a few other thoughts about how how that matters in the context of this alliance. Of course, yeah, for students, the the main thing is, of course, that we actually are creating joint degrees and that within those joint degrees, there is mobility and there's um, required mobility. I don't think it's forced because each university has a different aspects in terms of their teaching as well. Uh, so they might focus on different aspects of, of a certain topic, but then other universities have different topic, different topics that they focus on. Um, so I think it really broadens your horizon in terms of yeah, meeting new people, but also in terms of yeah, education that there, there's so many, yeah, so many different aspects that you can touch upon that if, if you're more folk, more interested in, in one aspect, but they don't teach it at your university that you can yeah, because of this alliance, it's incredibly easy to maybe follow a course or maybe follow a semester somewhere else, somewhere else at one, one of the other universities. That's one of the important things, I think, as well, uh, to always keep in mind as, as a student, uh, because, of course, yeah, we're here to study. We're here to improve ourselves um, and to learn stuff. Um, and that, that is one aspect that the alliance really helps with. And, well, of course, we behind the scenes are, are also also trying to trying to include always. And it's, it's not just for bachelor and master students, um, but also their PhD students. There's a PhD uh, or a joint PhD um, in, in a certain as- in a certain focus area as well that they're, they're starting up. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's all, all, over the, all over the place. Um, I think for staff as well, they get to know other, other staff members and they, they have st- different staff days where they, they share best, best practices. We have a student congress where we do similar things. We, well, we, we had one, in, uh, I think, in February. Yeah, we just heard, heard this, what students thought and exchanged ideas. And yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the heart of a, of, a, of a European alliance. Alexander, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. It's really interesting to learn what you're up to and some of your thoughts about the future of this really interesting experiment. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was uh, fun talking. That was Alexander Clark, who serves as president of the student board for the European University Alliance, known as Una Europa. Our session notes include links to several student-focused websites that provide insights into the way that students are engaging with UNA Europa's development and activities. We hope you'll check those out. Meanwhile, a bit of a personal question for you. Have you carved out time for yourself this September to attend the EAIE Community Exchange? Register by September 9th to secure your spot and access the bonus content lined up for participants prior to the event. This includes a fun-filled program with tips on how to design your event itinerary, a bonus life skills session, and an escape challenge to test your networking abilities. All the details you need are on our website, www.eae.org. But there's more coming your way before the community exchange. The next EAE podcast is out in two weeks' time. We hope you're subscribed to our series on your preferred podcast platform. And if you like what you hear, that you're letting others know about us on social media and through your professional networks. Thanks so much for tuning in and all good wishes to you from the EAE.